Welcome back, everyone, to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Pokemon podcast covering all things of the world of Pokemon. I'm James. And I am Michael. This is like a, an old school episode. Just you and me, buddy. The originals on the podcast. Christina, we said, no, you get out of here, Christina. Get out. That's not true. We didn't tell her to get out of here. She's doing some family stuff. But uh, yeah, we're just the, just the two of us. The gang is back in town. The gang is back in town. The, gang is just <laughs> the, the singing two has of not us. got better, but it is the two of us. <laughs> just the two of us. Michael and James can podcast if they try. Just the two of us talking so, about Pokemon every it night. It is. It is all Pokemon. We, as anybody listening, I would assume knows, unless you live under a rock, we had a Pokemon Direct. And I, I don't know about you, but I was pretty surprised by what we got out of this direct and i don't know if it's good surprise or bad but i just was when i was done i'm like wow i i wasn't expecting any of what we were told i definitely thought it was going to go in a different direction one of the things that out of the three we did get three new things one of the things i was anticipating i thought we'd get a lot more about was pokemon home they had announced this a little while back now we know this is launching in February, and if you're unfamiliar with Pokemon Home, it is a cloud-based Pokemon storage system. And basically, you you upload your Pokemon from a game, and they live in this Pokemon Home, and then you can download them into some other game. So I think that's pretty, pretty cool. If you're really unfamiliar, you will transfer them in, and you can transfer them from Pokemon Go, Pokemon Bank, which is the the 3DS storage system version, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, and Pokemon Sword and Shield. They do say that Pokemon can only be transferred into one game, which I'm assuming that means at a time, right? That would be my assumption. I would seriously hope you can't upload them and then download them and then never move them again. Like I'm assuming it's at a time. They don't want you duplicating those legendaries. So this is kind of cool i guess if you move your pokemon around i don't i i i'm i'm good with how many i have in pokemon sword and shield i haven't caught all of them so i'm totally content i don't need more but uh yeah this is one one big point of contention that upset a lot of people was with pokemon sword and shield the only pokemon that you can bring into it are Pokemon that are in the Galar region. You can't mm. grab a, a Bulbasaur and bring it into Pokemon Sword and Shield yet. Anyway, you cannot do that until it's part of the Galar region Pokedex. So a lot of people are up in arms about that. For me personally, I I, I don't care. But uh, yeah. what did you think? Pokemon Home. Yeah, so I totally forgot that they announced this forever than a day ago. <laughs> yes. uh, now they have had, uh, we'll talk about this, they've had a lot of different synchronization methods for you to transfer your Pokemon to and from different versions through the years. In fact, I am almost 100% sure, and people can correct me on our Discord if I'm wrong, that there were mechanisms going all the way back to like the original red and blue that you could end up transferring Pokemon into these different buckets. So my analysis would be that with Pokemon Home, if, if you had gone through a mechanism up and down of transferring your Pokemon, you might be able to get original Pokemon from back in the day had you gone on the Pokemon adventure all the way through. So imagine getting an original Pokemon that you created in like Pokemon Red and Blue and getting it into Sword and Shield. That'd be crazy because they've had all of these through the days. Now, 
I also don't really care too much because I if this is for collectors. You want to keep your original set, the 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 Pokemon that you've you've gone and you've gotten, that's awesome. Um and you know, awesome for that. I, I would yeah. say that the one thing that also is to note, I saw in a little tiny asterisk on the bottom that this will be a paid service. And I don't know mm. if they're gonna include it in the subscription, but I believe the other ones in the past were also paid subscriptions. Okay. So, okay. Gotta know, give them that money. Gotta give them that money. But you know, yeah. It exists. And if you want to go for it, but it's not the nice thing about this is that it is not a crucial part to playing the game whatsoever. This is for collectors, you know, and collectors. Sometimes you pay a little bit of money, you know, you got to keep your Pokemon in a, a nice comfy home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's actually a really interesting idea though. Like you said, if you, if you've been a part of this and it was possible, you know, to have that original Charmander that you got back in the day <laughs> and maybe pops back into, you know, sword and shield with you. That's pretty cool. I just recently got back from a cousin's birthday party. He turned 30 and uh, we were all kind of just hanging out, going over photos, doing that fun thing. We had a big group photo and it, I in the photo, I'm I have my uh, Game Boy with the red cartridge in the back, and I'm sitting there playing. And it was kind of funny to see, like, back, you know, that was it. That was when that was that was the start of my Pokemon journey, and I just saw it, so it was kind of That's cool. Awesome. I could I could still have that Pokemon with me uh, to this day. Now, another thing they announced was Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX just rolls off the tongue. It was a beautiful title. And if you are unfamiliar with this game, you become a Pokemon, a dream come true. And you join other Pokemon of your choice on a long journey. So it's sort of a dungeon crawler adventure style game, sort of strategy based, which I I'm into. I mean, that, that sounds really interesting to me. The one thing I didn't like from the trailer was they showed the, the, the like sort of, this is a remake of the original Pokemon mystery dungeon, red rescue team and blue rescue team. So this is a remake of that. And they showed it sort of a side by side of that game. And then it turning into this new game. And I actually kind of like the look of the old game more. <laughs> I didn't, I don't love the watercolor inspired graphics that they're going with this time around. It looked a little too, um, like flash, like a flash based game, the way the motions of the Pokemon and stuff just kind of seemed very, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me, but I do like the idea of the dungeon crawler and the, stra uh, the strategy based stuff. So as of right now, you can download a demo and any progress you make in that demo will transfer into the full game when you, if you buy it. So I, I'm, I downloaded the demo. I haven't fired it up yet. I'm going to try it. it. I like the idea of it. I just don't love the look of it. Uh, this game originally was out in 2006 and we can expect it this year, March 6. So give that demo a try and see if it's something you like. How did, how did you respond to it? Did you ever play the original? I never even knew about the original. Yeah. So mystery dungeon is a video game series. So it's called Fushigi no dungeon uh which is the the series it's a roguelike and these most of the titles are developed by chunsoft and uh this goes way back but there's a bunch of different franchises that have latched onto this so normally there are traditional um mystery dungeon in that series and then there's spin-off series so there's uh dragon quest uh chocobo Shiren of Wanderer and then Pokemon and Pokemon has definitely has had the biggest impact on the series. And of course, the Chocobo ones coming from Final Fantasy spinoff as well. Um, I 
I never got into these games um, originally, to be honest with you. They just mm-hmm. didn't do it uh, for me. Uh, I believe I may have played the original DS ones uh, back in the day, but I never, like I said, got into them. It's just a very different style of game um, that that never really appealed to me. There's mm-hmm. been in the Pokemon series. This was the original one. Uh, Blue Rescue, Red Rescue. Then there was Explorers of Time, Explorers of Darkness, Explorers of Sky. So they kind of did like the Pokemon thing. Then there's like, you know, a bunch of other ones and then Gates Mm -hmm. to Infinity, Super Mystery Dungeon. So there's there's been a bunch throughout the years, um, which is uh, fascinating, I would say. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think if you like this style of game, cool, you got a new one. Boom, done. And uh, the uh, the art style, whatever, fine. Yeah, I think... I think some people are going to be super excited for it. I'm going to, like I said, I'll try the demo yeah. and maybe it'll hook me. I don't know. I don't know. But that that was a very, very small part of the yeah. overall direct. Very yeah, they small. Were in and actually. out. In and out. In and out. Super yeah. quick. Like, yeah, like a, a minute or two of, of each. And then they got to the meat and potatoes of the whole shebang, oh. which was all Pokemon Sword and Shield related, which blew my mind. I was like, there's no way they're going to have anything about the new game that just came out. And they did. They actually announced an expansion pass, which if anybody's been following along with the series, you know, typically they'll come out with the games and then they come out with some sort of enhanced version of those games after. It's like all the sun and moon, ultra sun and moon. You know what I mean? They would come out with this next for even even back in the day when it was, you know, what red and blue and they came out with yellow, which was the Pikachu edition. Right. It was the same game with some refinements, some tweaks, but essentially you were playing the same thing. And then they just had some little extra stuff added in. And people sometimes would wait for that. They A lot of people were saying they were waiting for the Sword and Shield Ultra Edition because they thought maybe that would have more Pokemon involved or there would be some something added making the $60 cost worth it to them. Well, instead, Game Freak is going in a totally different direction. I think for the first time, they're actually doing... DLC content now. And what that includes is the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra are part of this expansion pass. So you're getting two new areas to explore. These are both considered uh if you if you if you've been playing these games, you know that they have the wild area. This is more of that sort of world. It's free roaming. You get to just kind of go along, find dens, there's going to be raids, but there's actually story elements now included in those, which I think is kind of interesting because it currently there's really not any of that. They they don't uh it's an interesting place where you can catch pokemon that are just out walking around and in the wild, but it's not really story driven. It's kind of just like a a cut through. You just kind of use it to get in there and get some stuff that maybe you can't get anywhere else. Whereas this, it does feel like they've kind of evolved this whole idea of the wild area, which has me excited because maybe that's just them really, you know, they tip their toe with sword and shield. Now they're like, you know what? This might be the next game. This might be what we see now. It is going in the direction we've all hoped and dreamed. So that's a good sign. Now, for the expansions, there was a lot of chatter. Do I have to buy both? What do I get with this expansion pass? To be clear, the expansion pass includes Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra when they come out. But you, if you have Sword, you have to make sure to buy the Sword version of the expansion pass. If you have Shield, the same thing. If you have both, you have to buy both. Now, some people are kind of really flipping out about that. That's $60 now for two expansions. I, personally, I don't buy both games. I yeah. 
I know people do, but I, I I have a hard time feeling sympathy when you're buying both of these games for no difference when you could just say, hey, can you just trade me that thing and be done with it? But hey, if that's you, you know, so be it. The Isle of Armor is themed around growth and is a tropical island. That's the first one we get. That's going to be June 2020. The Crown Tundra is more exploration and it's based around a snowy, icy tundra with mountains. And that's slated for fall 2020. You can currently pre-order them. And if you do pre-order them, you get a mystery gift code, with which basically is a Pikachu uniform and an Eevee uniform that you can wear right now in Sword and Shield. So I think that's kind of cool. And... Uh, they, they also have it broken down, you know, how this works. What does it involve? So you you buy these passes. When they come out, you then instantly have access to them. I believe you're going to jump on the train to go to it. That's the That seems to be the premise they set up because if you have the games right now, you go to the train station, a certain train station, and you'll see one of the characters from the expansion. So my guess is you'll buy a ticket to this wild area in the game, and that's how they'll, you know, that's how they'll kind of, build off of that story so you do not need to beat the game to go to the wild area which i think is good it's just part of the world so if you are doing a run through of sword and shield you jump on the train and you can go to this area and get some new unique pokemon that will only be in this expansion they're saying that there's going to be an additional 200 plus Pokemon that are being added with these expansions. So that's why I said earlier, you know, you can't move Bulbasaur from Pokemon Home yet because it seems as if Bulbasaur will now be in it with these expansions. So I think that's very cool. And if you decide not to buy the expansion, if maybe you are saying, I don't want this, but I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get it. I can still trade to you those Pokemon that I got. Yeah, which is cool. That's kind of crazy. Like you can still get them. You don't even have to pay for this. I so I think that's kind of nice. That that should please some people. I would think. Um, and you don't have to have the expansion to be invited into like my raid battles. If I'm about to fight something that's in the expansion, I can still have you join me and we can battle it together. You didn't need to buy it. So I think that's cool. I like the fact that we're getting 200 more Pokemon. There's going to be at least five new legendary Pokemon included in this. So overall, it's pretty exciting. I liked the areas. I liked what I saw. The one downside, the one thing I don't love is did they hold off on this to do this, right? Was this, it obviously seemed like it was part of the plan. Did they hold back from the original full game just to have expansions that you buy more. Um, I don't love that, you know, that aspect of it. I don't personally feel as if I need more Pokemon in my game right now. I'm, I'm having trouble catching them all as it is. So I don't need that, but I don't like the idea of a developer holding on to something and then putting it like, yeah, you'll, you'll get that. You just have to pay us even more. That's the only, I, it feels a little dirty to me. Nah, I mean, if they had put it put it out now, like today, then mm. yes, I mean, that would make more sense. But, you know, that game froze in production many moons ago. Right. I mean, we're talking three, four months ago to make to stamp the to stamp the discs. And then they you know had a day one update they were working on for it and coming out in June. And in the end, this this follows a lot of other other sort of. Um, ones that are out there, I, I will say maybe they held back some Pokemon of the 200. It seems like making 200 is, is quite a lot, mm-hmm. but 
I'm also, again, not mad that they held out 200 Pokemon because there's a lot of Pokemon already. So uh, I think they're doing a lot of things right here, not requiring the expansion for some of the stuff that you said for trading, for raiding. Uh, what I like about this is that it is a whole new two whole new areas, mm-hmm. whole new story arches in, integrated into those. And uh, they are, to me, also modifying how they um, do the dens because you can go into the dens or you can yeah. go in the dens and, so, and and you get those star arcs. So I feel like that that's really cool. I my favorite part of this was the un like the unveiling of it, like the art style that they did, mm. like filling it in and, and all this stuff. That was really kind of showing the sketches and stuff. Yeah, I thought that kind of remind cool. me of like the the credits of Mandalorian. It was kind of like showing, you know, here's here's what we had as an idea and here's where it's going. And yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I think, like this. I'm, I'm all about it. I, I was not expecting uh, I, I was kind of expecting an expansion at some point because even Zelda did it right, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting the game just came out like two months, two months ago, you know, so. A month and a half ago. So I, I wasn't quite expecting it, but I am really glad that they did it. I love that the the two parts are completely different, too. Uh, mm-hmm. And I love the clothing that go in each. Yeah. Uh, I feel like for each of them, there's also these subtle parts that they hinted at, which is um, there, there's the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra. And in the Tundra, at least I remember very vividly, like you can join this crew that's like out exploring or whatever. You kind of like become part of the crew. So maybe that's part of the story where you have more purpose than just getting the gyms. But I think there's other gyms too. So now there's going to be even more gyms. So I feel like that's pretty neat. Um, and I'm kind of curious how they're going to integrate that because, you know, if you get more pieces of the gym, like where are you going to put it? Is it an expansion to your, mm-hmm. your little ring or whatever? But uh, I'm all, I'm all for it. I really like it. And uh, I think that $29.99 seems fine. 15, you know, $15 each. You got to buy them as a pass. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little expensive for a, uh, for an expansion pass, but it depends on what there is, I guess. It right? seems like if- there's a lot. It seems like there's a lot, and I have no problem. At first, when I watched it one time through, I was like, oh, $30 each, thinking Isle of Armor was 30 The oh. Crown Tundra was 30 And that's kind of how it, it came across to me. And I'm like, whoo, another $60 just to get this DLC. And then the more I read into it, when they said, no, the expansion pass is both mm. for 30 I, I don't have a problem with that if it's as much content as it seems. If yeah. you know, you're adding a ton more Pokemon, you're adding all, I like the story elements. I like all of the stuff that they're playing around with and for, you know, there was a lot of price breakdowns. Oh, if you bought Sun and Moon at $40 and then you bought the Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon for another $40, that's yeah. 80. If you do it this way, it's 90, but I don't know, man. I, I don't have any problem paying an additional 10 for a Switch version of Pokemon that's that is a console version as opposed to purely portable and getting more than I would have had it been an ultra version. The yeah, ultra the, versions the, didn't give you anything. No, I mean, yeah, and that's what they kind of said at the beginning is like traditionally you would take it and then combine it, and then you get all the Pokemon, you get more like, full story arts, things like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe they would have a little bit more to it. But I like this because um it you're not having to replay everything. I, I, that was the problem with the extra ones, is that you started from scratch, you know? Yeah. You would start from scratch. Now you're not starting from scratch. So I think that this is the right way to go. 
and I'm very excited about it. And I could see them adding next year another one, right? Just sure. keep adding more, you know, and, and why Absolutely. not? Because there's going to be another team working on a whole new game. I'd rather them work on a whole new game mm-hmm. and, and and the sub team work on, on this DLC, right? Instead yeah. of saying, oh, we got to have everyone work on this new game. And then but it's, it's just the the. 1.5 version like give us a dlc we'll keep playing for a year while you develop the pokemon mmo that we all want yeah and and this does seem like they're really getting into that world now you know that's exciting that's why i'm excited about this because people have responded pretty positively to the wild area and it being what they want in a pokemon game granted there's not enough yet but that can easily change with this DLC. And it does seem like that's the direction they're going. So overall, I, I give this two thumbs up. I think that this is pretty exciting. I know there's been a lot of, there was initially a lot of pushback when I was going through like some of the comments and stuff. Oh, how dare they? Of course, they're trying to rip us off. I don't, I don't feel it that way. I really don't. I feel like you're getting more for the same, if not slightly more money. I, it does yeah. seem like there's more content here to me. I think so. I think so. For 30 bucks, I'm in. I, now, yeah. I'm very happy that we talked about this because I didn't know that I had to make sure I selected the correct version of the pass for my game. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, I, I think that's going to be tricky. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's going to get one. some people. That's gonna get, <laughs> but you get the, 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 here's the way to do it though. When you get your update for your game in the menu, there is a button that says, take me to the store. And I haven't tested that yet, but I'll test it for next week. And I'm my, my assumption is that it would take me to the one that I need to buy for this game. I could be wrong. Yeah. We will I see. would hope. That would be a I good idea. Uh, you know, I, it would be a real bummer if they direct you and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy one. And you are but, allowed to buy the wrong one. That would be a, yeah. that would be kind of a bummer. Yeah, there should be. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's get on to some more Pokemon news, because why not? Poke, Pokemon Direct ended, but we got a bunch more Pokemon news. Of course, specifically around Pokemon Go, uh, the other Pokemon game that rakes in millions upon crazy, basically a billion dollars a year. Um, Our good friends over at Sensor Tower, friends of the show, uh, they broke down the 2019 uh, spending on Pokemon Go worldwide. And guess it or not, it is the best year of Pokemon Go ever uh, since release, uh, actually. So. Pokemon Go in 2016 brought in about $132 million. And this year, it is up to $894 million in gross player spending. So it's been increasing uh, over and over again. So it actually dipped down 30% in 2017, up 40%, and then up another 10% in 2019. I think, honestly, it's because... They've invested a lot in it. They've added tons of new content. They've added just a bunch of new modes, just you know, all sorts of different things. Uh, and, and it's great to see. So, so spectacular. Uh, U.S. was number one or number one in spending. Number one. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, Japan and Germany. Uh, and the split is almost uh, 50-50. Google Play was at 54% and Apple App Store is 46%, which I find very, very fascinating because usually the App Store is crazy. Yeah, but I will I will say this: it's had 55 million installs um, in just 2019, and uh, lifetime player spending is at 3.1 billion dollars. So congratulations to the Pokemon Company and Niantic for doing that. And they didn't stop there, Michael. They did not. They said, "Guess what? We brought in a billion bucks. We'll give you a new a new uh, feature for Pokemon Go." 
which is Trade Evolution. Uh, this is a feature that I always forget about, but uh, in traditional Pokemon games, when you trade your Pokemon, um, there's usually some benefit to that for that Pokemon, like it can level up or it can evolve faster. Um, so they are adding this thing called Trade Evolution. So when you trade an eligible Pokemon, um, it will lower the cost of candy to evolve them, which is like a nice perk. So this is encouraging people to trade. So um, there are a few of them that that can do it. I'm just, my my um, thinking here is that they're going to just swap out which ones you know can do it. But Kadabra, Machoke, Raveler, and Haunter are some that can benefit from the trade evolution right now. Um, if you receive one of these in the past, it will retroactively um, upgrade, which is very very cool. And they have also added a bunch more Pokemon to the game. So there's that. Um, it's funny because I wonder at what point that trade evolution worked in to the games because I do remember catching Haunter or, or you know, I was a Ghastly or Ghostly or whatever, Ghastly, and then evolving into Haunter and then Haunter to Gengar and never trading. And then recently playing uh, Shield, I was like, man, this, this Haunter is like a level 50 something here. When is he going to evolve? This really, mm-hmm. really tough to get him to evolve. And then I had to look it up. I'm like, oh, all of a sudden I had to trade him, you know, because I had him. skipped a few games. So I don't know when that kind of worked into the mechanic, but it's cool that they're bringing that in here. And it does seem like if it's if it's like that in some of the games, those people that are familiar with it would know, oh, yeah, I have to trade this Pokemon to get him to evolve and it would be really nice if they brought in the um blind trade that's in sword and, or sword and shields because i like yeah. that feature a lot i use it all the time and it would be really cool if that got brought in because not always do you have people that you know it'd, be, it'd just be nice to post and say okay i want to trade and there you go now you got a new pokemon and you're good to go so it'd be it'd be very interesting i love this i've stopped playing pokemon go i really don't play it too much anymore but it's it's amazing that not only is it doing good, it's doing better than it's ever done. That's yeah. that's amazing to me. Yeah, I still see people playing it on the bus all the time. So that's uh, so crazy. It's I mean that's that's so exciting, and it, it's not to knock it at all. But it's just I I just don't play it anymore. Um, I've got plenty of Pokemon in my life at this point. I, <laughs> I I can't do it on my phone as well. Now, bringing those no numbers, you gave us big numbers for Pokemon Go. Now we have more big crazy numbers and that is that in 2019 the switch has gotten more games than both the playstation 4 and the xbox one combined which is crazy and i guess it's we have to assume they're winding down because we do know we got the new systems coming but the switch got an estimated 1480 1480 games released this year or last year crazy to me i you know over the last couple of weeks we've gone through the eShop, and there hasn't been a lot of picks so we know that not all 1480 are you know home runs but that's a that's a, a, a crazy amount of games and then they compared that to what the wii did in its first three years and it's blowing the wii's game out of out of like the water as well so Tons of tons of games coming to the Switch. We're extremely lucky. There's definitely no shortage of something on the on the Switch to play now. Yeah, it's for better or for worse. We're like you said, yeah. we're not not 100 sure if it's a good thing or not. I mean, it leads to issues in the eShop. 
yeah. discovery issues. It's a Steam problem yeah, at that level. But mm-hmm. even still, I don't know what the total amount of games that are available on Xbox or PlayStation is like the total overall. This is just new game releases. Yeah. Um, which that's a lot of games. I mean, that's that's a lot of games, even if um, 500, even if 200 of those games are solid, solid games. 200 games for the year that are really, really good quality games is a lot of games for any one person to play, right? Yeah. There's no way. So the fact that we have 1480, let's say a small percentage of those are good. 1%, right? Like that's still- 1%. Still you got a lot of games to play. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That'd be be pretty good. Yeah. So- uh, and a few of those games that you can play today, which we've talked about in the past, <laughs> is Doom 1 and Doom 2, you know, which was a game that came out last year. Uh, and we had talked about this because our good friends over at Bethesda have been teasing updates for Doom 1 and Doom 2, and it has finally dropped. So I wanted to ensure that you had this knowledge. If you were on the fence and waiting to purchase them, um, you can do that now. So. Uh, this add-on free patch update adds all sorts of stuff for Doom 1 and Doom 2, specifically 60 frames per second. You can do 60 FPS, uh, or you can toggle 35 FPS uh, as in the original release if you would like. There's new aspect ratios um, that allow you to stretch vertically to match the 4-3 aspect ratio. There's quick save and quick load. Um, there's level selectors, so you can pick an episode map or difficulty, a uh, new weapon carousel, so you no longer have to cycle through weapons. They added a quick weapon select. So on the D pad, you can, uh, do up, right, down, left to go between rocket launcher, chain gun, shotgun, you know, taking advantage of more buttons on the controller. They've, uh, added, oh geez, so much. They've added brightness and, and new, uh, overall brightness and level brightness. You can tune per level if you want. Um, uh, um, some um, special effects pitch toggles, a new split screen HUD uh, for multiplayer, uh, and a bunch of other stuff. Tons of performance optimizations. I love that 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 there is performance and and optimizations to Doom in, yeah. in 2020. Like like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yep. that's a thing that occurs. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I it, it's great that we're getting that and that they're. They're staying on top of it, right? Like it's nice that they're patching. They didn't just come out and say, "Well, you're on your own. Good luck." Um, it's nice that they're doing stuff. They're keeping it up. And on top of that, we have a huge Nintendo Switch sale for the digital games right now in the eShop. And this will be until the day after the podcast comes out. That's why we're still mentioning it. And it's worth noting that there's quite a few games. So. We're just going to go through, shout out some of the ones that stood out to us. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is on sale for $42 right now. You can still get Splatoon 2 for $42. Witcher 3 is on sale for $42. We've mentioned many times Ori and the Blind Forest. That's $14 right now. They've got Stardew Valley for $10, an amazing, amazing game. Civilization 6 is on sale for $30. That's half off. There's, uh, there's so many. There's Devil May Cry. $15. Celeste, $10 for Celeste right now. I mean, if you look at any top game list for the Switch, that's always on there. And you can get it right now for half off, 10 bucks. Gris, which Christina's played, is currently not 850. And she says it is a must-get. 
It's absolutely worth it. Mario Rabbids, fantastic for $15. That's usually 60 bucks. There's there's so many. I could go here all day with this, but I know you've got a few checked as well that we should shout out to people. Definitely check this out. It is on sale until the 16th. So definitely jump over there and take a look. Yeah, we'll put a link into the show notes. I mean, there's there's a plethora of games. You know, some games are on sale and um they've been they've been cheaper before but i still think there's a lot of stuff to go through because it's not just nintendo games it's all sorts of stuff um i, I would call out bloodstained curse of the new moon not ritual mm-hmm. of the night but curse <laughs> of the moon that's the 8-bit game that i thought was spectacular five dollars normally ten bucks. ritual so, of the night is on sale too but <laughs> we're not sure we want to still yeah. support that yeah it's it, still it, still a little rough i thought moonlighter for 10 bucks that's a steal. yeah um, yeah that's a great one i've been playing it and then there's a bunch of like, you know, it's like I said, it's a little bit of everything and they group them down into the different publishers, too. So, yeah, you would call out Civ uh, on there. All the Lego games are on sale. I mean, you can get Lego City Undercover nine dollars and all those Lego games are so cool. Devolver Digital, a bunch of games on sale. Mm-hmm. Donwell's 50 percent off dollar fifty. Ape out seven fifty. Uh, you mentioned Gris, a Hotline Miami collection. That that's a newer one that came out recently. Yeah. Fifty percent off, twelve fifty. And my friend Pedro, fourteen dollars. So, but yeah, oh. go through it. I mean, it's all sorts of good stuff in here. I can't, St- I can't help. Steam World Dig Two, eight bucks. That's that was one of my favorite games that I probably played last year. And uh, eight bucks right now. Great, giving them away, giving them away, just giving them away to people. Uh, all right, well, let's round out at least the official news this week by talking about a little bit of Animal Crossing. We know it's on the way. Uh, we're really excited about it here. Uh, March 31st, we know that everyone on this on this podcast loves Animal Crossing. Now, I will say, I originally loved all things Animal Crossing. When the first Animal Crossing came out, I was addicted. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, it was off the point in the time I was on the, I guess it was on the GameCube, but I remember playing the Harvest Moon 64 on my Nintendo 64 and loving that. And Animal Crossing felt like the natural progression. I remember... The first Animal Crossing had all like the NES mini games that you could collect and uncover and do all stuff. It was, it was amazing to me because it was one of the first games that had this 24 hour clock that felt this urgency that things were happening and you didn't want to miss out. And uh, it was a special time. And there have been tons of Animal Crossings. I've always tried to get back into them, but uh, I just don't have that much time to invest. But if you're an Animal Crossing fans, New Horizons is on the way and Hori has got you covered with some actual fantastical um um accessories they're all officially licensed which pouches stands it looks like a picnic basket a backpack uh these are really good you got to check these out you know i love i've always loved the animal crossing accessory aesthetic because they're very uh pastel-y very simple but elegant i really really like them looks so good um Anyways, they're only available in Japan, though. So, but you can get get them on Amazon Japan, Ship International, Bingo Bango, mm-hmm. get them. So, yeah, they look really, and they, and I, I don't know if you mentioned, but they're they're official. I mean, they're they're mm-hmm. licensed by Nintendo, so it's not some janky stuff. And it looks, it looks great. If you're an Animal Crossing fan, it's absolutely worth checking out uh, for any of those. Now, one thing we we're gonna get into the rumor mill. It's been the chatter is picked up as it does every year, which is to no surprise. But people are talking about the new 
Pro Switch that's coming out this year. This is the year, Mots, that we're finally getting. We've been talking about it for three and a half years, but this one is the one that we're going to get the Pro level. I think they mentioned the Pro level Switch before the Switch was even announced. That's how long they've been talking about this thing. And uh, oh so there's there's more reports that this is actually happening this year. I don't I don't know. It's a rumor. You know what I mean? And it, we we do know that Xbox and PlayStation, there's there's new heavy duty hitters coming out fairly fairly soon. So maybe Nintendo is going to use this opportunity to kind of push something that's a little beefier, a little bit. I don't want to say better, but maybe can play things that are more demanding on it. And uh, I don't know this. I would love the idea of a pro version of the Switch, a, a device, a console that I am so in love with. If I got a beefier version of that maybe a better screen maybe a better processor a little more ram built-in bluetooth those things i would absolutely love and maybe that'll happen you and i were discussing off the podcast before we started that i've been on the fence and i've kind of been teetering back and forth i i was a huge fan of witcher on netflix and that got me into that world i haven't played the games i never even knew it was a book series and now i'm currently on the second book of the series once i get through the books i want to play witcher 3 and i've been seeing a lot of comparisons like witcher 3 on the switch because i know it's a big game and the fact that I travel a lot lately and I'm and I'm kind of I can't really just sit down for a, an extended amount of time, let alone 150 hours, but like five hours and play these big epic games is the switch version better for me. And the, the, the one reviewer said, if you have other systems, you're doing yourself a disservice by getting it on the switch. And that's that those are big words that scares me a little bit where I'm like, oh, you know, I want to really get the most out of this game. Now, the idea of a pro uh, switch coming out, something that maybe is a little bit beefier, maybe a little bit stronger, can handle the, you know, at least play the game at a very consistent 30 frames per second, if not hitting 60, but at least 30, because I know some of the reviews say it drops below that, that, that would push me into that possibility you know if if they were willing to come out with an like a an update that makes use of this beefier hardware i would be all for it so i don't know what do you think or is that something you would be interested in yeah it's tricky the the article from digitimes that that polygon reported on suggests that this would be coming mid 2020 for 399 with 4k support bigger cartridge sizes and beefed up components and um I don't know if any of that is required. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I don't know how big those cartridges would have to be to support 4K content. Um, I mean, it would be, I would, I'd have to get the world's largest SD card in the world. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, these true. games are already big. So, I mean, here's what, and the thing is on the screen, you don't need, I mean, 4K output, I guess, but if you're in portable mode, you you barely even need 720p, maybe 1080p. The here's where things would be better, right? So uh, today, a lot of these games run in 1080p and better frame rate on the TV mode because it's plugged in, it has power with it. On the portable mode, it is uh, usually lower frame rate, lower resolution. And the only way that you could automatically get better support is to have better components, better CPUs, better battery, everything in in, mm-hmm. in that mode, right? Because 
the problem it's a it's a it's a chicken and egg situation, right? You want to put in beefier components, but you still want the same battery life. Yeah. It's the reason that it's the reason that you know your phones every year do get faster, but the battery life stays the same because they there's there's this it's not hockey sticking, it's just leveling out. Um and I think for 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 the Nintendo Switch, um I like the idea that if um, they came out with an updated piece of hardware software that automatically all my portable mode gets way better. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like all of a sudden, just that experience is, is a lot better. And um, the the implication on the TV mode or docked mode, if you had something bigger is is maybe then any of the games that maybe um, had to downscale or did dynamic scaling or had drops in frame rates would just automatically have all those issues solved. Uh, if you took a look at, you know, we play Fortnite all the time. There's definitely times where it's not super buttly smooth or mm-hmm. um, textures load in later or could be better. You know, automatically with really no work from Epic a lot of that would 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 be solved. The textures wouldn't magically just get better because they'd have to put better textures into the game and they could automatically do that um, with, with more work. So you could patch games and, and sort of light up, light it up. But I, I think even doing that just means if they if 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 Epic was to put in higher resolution, higher graphics has a resolution, guess what? It's going to make the game still take longer to load and be chuggy. Like there's it's always yeah. a trade off, you know? Um, uh, that finding that balance is important. So to me, I don't think that Nintendo one can announce or release anything before E3, which is in June. So there's no way that this possibly could happen in mid 2020. That would be death to the system. It wouldn't make any sense because no one knows how much the new PlayStation Xbox are. People are saying $500, but I think even still that if you come out and you have a 199, 299 and 399, model i think that's just consumer confusion to be honest with you i think the best bet would be to do this this is my opinion here we go 2021 there is switch Lite pro switch pro right 199 299 and the switch Lite pro is basically just the switch today but it has the power in portable mode and i would love that you know Mm -hmm. and then the Switch Pro gives us, um, you know, just extra oomph, basically. But you can't you can't throw away the 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 current Switch, right? You you have to have that path, and you have to ease developers into the process um, there. So I don't think it's needed uh, necessarily. Um, I don't think that. So the thing is, I don't think you'll ever like the Nintendo Switch version. If you had a Switch Pro, it will never. If I'm playing Fortnite, I'll never be playing with PC players, right? Or Xbox players, yeah, like by yeah. default. Like it just, I, I naturally know that because of the system. And if they attempt to take an Xbox One and shove it in this, I'm going to get no battery life out of it. And then I might as well just bought an Xbox One for $400. That's the thing is you got to have that competitive market. And I think $399 in the consumer's mind is too much. That's my That's my analysis of the situation. It would have to be a very significant difference for that price point. I would, 
I would think. Might I do, well do think switch that, too. Might as well do switch two then. Yeah, exactly. And, and maybe that's what the pro would have to be. It'd have to be the next. We know there's going to be an iteration of it. And, and we did get the light, which makes sense for a certain market. But then you need that gap kind of needs to be made a little bit more where I think that you, you'll you never have three. At least I don't think they should. They shouldn't have the Switch Lite, the Switch, the Switch Pro. I think they should have the Switch Lite and the Switch Max or whatever they want to call it, you know, the yeah. Switch Heavy, so that it's like, there's our two versions. This is the beefier console handheld if you don't mind carrying around something that's a little bit bulkier. And there's the Switch Lite exclusive for portability. It's, you know, it's a refined design on what is currently available. And I do think they need to have that refined version of the Switch because that's how 3DS was. They came out with 3DS. Then the next iteration of it was way sleeker, way more refined. And I think we're kind of getting at that point in the Switch. I don't think there's any problems with the Switch. I absolutely love it. But I think I'm not, I won't be surprised at all if they say, here's the whatever. Maybe it's not even that so much beefier or or better, but it's going to have some refinements and it's going to, the design, the hardiness of it and the feel of it is going to feel more polished. Mm. And I, I really think that's going to happen soon-ish, but I, I, I'm still skeptical about the pro because like you said, you, you, there's a lot that goes into that. And just to say, oh, just give it more power. Just beef it up. Be, okay. For what? An hour? You get an hour to play? Like you can't just throw all of that stuff at it and expect it to be able to do what it's going to do for six hours to eight hours. People were complaining about the battery life now. And now you want it stronger with 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 at least the same better you know battery. The thing's going to have fans all over it. It's gonna, You have to wear a backpack <laughs> to be able to power your Switch Pro. So I don't know. I'm excited at what to see what Nintendo does. I I'm really excited, and it's funny. I, I I was following along with this discussion on Nintendo Reddit about what would their console be, and is this the form factor? And a lot of people said, I hope that they always move on with this form factor, whether that's bigger, smaller, stronger, better, whatever. But they love the hybrid nature of it, and and I'm also with them in that. I, I really like the sort of hybrid. I can have it on my TV. I can have it on the go. And I have the same game experience, f- almost exact, right? And yeah. I would rather take a knockdown version of something or maybe not even have all of the games to still have that experience because by far and away, it is the game console I play the most out of any of them. So yeah. I, they're, they're obviously doing something right. Yeah, and it it allows them to be in the battle without being in direct competition with Sony and Microsoft. Yeah. Because Sony and Microsoft, they have the powerhouses uh, machines compared to the Switch, which has its unique proposition, which is that it is relatively powerful. It can play a lot of games. It's architected well, but it has that big selling point that you can take it wherever you want. Or if you want it to just be a handheld, it's just a handheld. And that is something that I don't think Sony or Microsoft are. You know, Sony's definitely out of the game now. And I don't know mm-hmm. if I don't know anything about the Microsoft strategy there, even though I work for Microsoft. It's not my division. I always like to clarify that on the podcast. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's something that Microsoft's never done, right? So, um, and at this point, the the Switch backlog and the games in the shop are just, uh, it, it's crazy to think about. So if, and if, and if they bring this design forward, you get the backwards compatibility. So, 
Yeah. Um, interesting. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the news and our rumor mill and discussion. So let's get on to the best sellers. And this week is all mixed matched up because of that sale. Here's the top 10. I'll break it down real quick. Stardew Valley. Boom. Number one. That's awesome. Ooh. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Cuphead. Minecraft. Pokemon Sword. Shield is way down in like 15th. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate in number six. Uh, for number seven, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. One of my favorite games on the Switch. People should own that if you're just getting a Switch their first time. 15 bucks right now. Still a deal. You can get all sorts of deals on it all the time, but it's such a good game. Untitled Goose Game, the goose that is untitled. Uh, and number eight, and then Mana Spark and Just Dance 2020, rounding out the top 10. Hmm. Oh, there Good you go. List. Good list. I, it's so cool to see Stardew Valley get in that boost again to the not only to the top 10, but it's in number one. That's amazing. It, it, it's amazing to me that this was developed by Concern Dave, which is one person, you know, the, everything, music, the art, all of it. One person did it. And that's amazing. And they deserve all of you know, the accolades that they're getting because the game is fantastic. So yeah. to have something like that acknowledged yet again, uh, congratulations to them at Concerned Ape. I think his name is Eric. Congra- congratulations to Eric because it's, uh, it's an achievement. <laughs> he probably doesn't sleep, but congratulations. True, true. Yeah. Now we're going to get into the new releases for the week. We have a couple checks. I, uh, once again, I, I don't have anything that's, that really stood out to me, but I know you have a few that you want to shout out, give some attention to. And uh, yeah, let's just jump right into that. Yeah. There are way more releases this week uh, than yeah. the last three weeks combined. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't mean that there's necessarily anything that you should buy. I thought, I thought you were trolling me uh, when you put together this list because I do listen to another podcast uh, called Cheap Ass Gamer Podcast and the CADcast. And for a long time, they did a trivia when they were going through their new releases. It was it was called Switch Game or Not. And they'd come up with the list and then they put ridiculous names inside of it to see if it was a Switch game or not. <laughs> and sometimes they had a hard time guessing. And on January 16th, there's a game called Sorry, James. <laughs> and I thought you were trolling me so hard. Um, you it's, were not. It's only $5, which would have been even more insulting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is not a game that I have any interest in either. Unfortunately, I did get excited because it has my name in it, but it's a nonlinear story puzzle game. Uh, that doesn't do it for me, but there are three that I have checked. The first one is uh, Puzzle and Dragons Gold. Now, Puzzle and Dragons itself is a um orb puzzle action type of game nintendo has made some of these in the past there was like a nintendo version of it and puzzle and dragons um is is sort of the theme and this is like a multiplayer two-player online battle mode uh if you like uh that game in general Mm. with the orbs and the spheres this is a game that you'd be interested in and it's online which is really cool um, and they're doing tournaments and all this stuff. So, and there's, there is a, a story mode so you can play offline. Uh, it's very anime style, but if you're, if you like that sort of orb lineup three or more, you know, there it is. It's yeah. there, it's there for you. Um, the other one I thought was unique is called self, it, which is very hard to find on the internet. It's about $7 and this one caught my attention cause it's all vectorish graphics. 
but it is a, um, they call it a suspense text-based adventure with simulation and puzzle mechanics. Uh, and what caught my attention about it is that there's story elements through like retro styled vector artwork. And then there's a bunch of mini games that are inspired, they say by undertale and just shapes and beats, which are, which are very cool games. Um, so there's all sorts of different, uh, puzzles and, um, um, that you go through in the story arc is very hard to understand like what, like how the game progresses or anything, but I put it on my wish list just because, uh, it looks, it's, it's different. Like out of all the things in this list, it looked different and quirky enough that sparked my attention and I couldn't find any, I couldn't find it on steam. I couldn't find when you type in the word self game, that's, that's very, not a it doesn't not it doesn't really give it what you're going after yeah um so that's it and then the big one which i have no interest in but i have to talk about it which is tokyo mirage sessions hashtag fe encore or pound fe or hashtag mm-hmm. fe which it was stands for fire emblem by the way um and tokyo mirage sessions is a um game by atlas it is a you know stylish music-esque based rpg and this one is a mashup of your favorite fire emblem characters into this game there's new songs new stories new battle elements um, that are incorporated into this game uh it's very jrpg j-pop music inspired you know type of things um if you're into this Give it a look. If that sounds like something up your alley, go for it. And if you love Fire Emblem, maybe you're like, oh, man, I like Fire Emblem, but I want my Fire Emblem characters in something completely in a different universe, then boom, you got it and you're good to go. So and that's yeah. a big release. And that's from Nintendo. Like that's Nintendo published. So, yeah. And boom. it's that I would say that one's kind of that one's got a polarizing effect on people. I think they either really liked it or they absolutely hated it from from the research I was seeing on it. And it's not a game for me at all, but I, I there's people that love it. It's kind of got its own style. It's got it. Def, it's definitely it's got its own thing going on. And uh, so, yeah, I, I saw I was happy you checked it because I was going to check it just to make sure we made a mention to it, because I know there's probably a lot of people excited about Tokyo Mirage Sessions. So there you have it. 60 bucks, January 17th. And now you can finally have it on your switch. So that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? And since you just gave your rundown, I I can go first if you like, because I know you've got some stuff. I want to hear more about your your Lapras Labyrinth adventures. But uh, for me, there's been nothing crazy. I've been playing around with some Pokemon Shield still. I've I've I'm trying to just finally get my legendary. I've jumped back in. I you know after Christmas I got some other games, so I was given some time to those. But um, working on getting my legendaries. Whew, that hop he really drives me crazy i'm not gonna lie kind of i'm done with hop I, I just want him to go off be depressed and doubt himself in somewhere else because i can't take him anymore uh I, i'm still doing Fortnite. that the the winter fest is is over and i am now level 70 i've managed to go from like two to 70 in the last two three weeks after before christmas so it's been it's been kind of fun it's leveling so fast I don't, I'm not doing anything. I don't even know why. It's just, it's leveling up like crazy. I love it because it seemed like it used to take so long to level that uh, I'm excited to to get to 100. 
and some city skylines. I've been playing this a lot. I'm really trying to push hard to see. Uh, I've got a I've got a, a city of about. 15,000 people now, I think. And it's holding strong. You know, if you zoom in, it, it, it starts to really chug. Like if you really get in there to like street level, you can notice some serious lag in the frame rate. It drops down to probably, I don't know, 15. It's it's not great, but I don't have any problems with the playing of the game. And I've actually, I'm, I, I missed it so much that I'm doing that and playing it on steam on my computer so i've been bouncing back and forth one thing i will notice is that you are so meticulous where where you're trying to place things with city sidelines and it doesn't have the touch screen support which oh come on man just give me some touch screens i i would buy a stylus so i could play this game because my hand starts to hurt even with my my uh the pro the no not even with the pro the satisfied game grip that goes on for the portable mode even with that it starts to hurt my thumbs because you're trying to be so controlled that mm. you know you really got to pay attention to where you're putting stuff i don't want to be bulldozing schools and stuff so you're trying to pay attention and i can get an hour in and then i'm like oh my my hands are exhausted so i will say that's an issue and then you know christina's not here to talk about it but she's been playing and she had the game it, it like bugged on her and there's a certain map like if you're playing in the winter maps and something happens all of a sudden your power doesn't work everything's on she has plenty but you she just has to start all over because there is a bug it's a known bug and uh yeah it just it she unfortunately got it and her city that she was building is she can't fix it you know people are just leaving because the power is not getting to places even though she has plenty of power so that exists. That's a, that's a real issue. I have not experienced any of that, but it does seem to exist on the switch. Um, just to, to put that out there. Huh? Now I have a few questions. Um, one, I, 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 I think that what should happen by the way, when you play city skylines and you start the, the winter edition is like, it should say winter is coming. And then when your power goes out and the, and then the bug happens, it says winter is here. Yeah. <laughs> the ice King just like slashes the screen and then your game's over. <laughs> the switch is like, right, that'd, that'd be great. Um, so, so city skylines, right? I, I have it installed. It's on, sitting there. It's, on it's, both on your switch and are we talking PC or switch? Both, both. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it, it's sitting on both, and um, I, I'm specifically interested in playing on the Switch because I take it on the go. Yep. So you answered one of my questions already, which is there's no touchscreen support. So the other question I had is, is it is it better to play on the TV or is it better to play in handheld mode and... Or is it just better to play on the PC because it's more specific? Like, how are you finding the controls on that game? Okay, so I will say if you've played City Skylines, it it's the same version as the other consoles. So it doesn't seem like we've got a dumbed down version of it. From what I've seen in playthroughs of other consoles, it has the same sort of you hit Y and then it, it comes up to like a, a circular menu. And that's how you get to see, you know um set your policies and then then you scroll the wheel and you can go to your overlays you know so you can see where your power and your water is so the controls are fine they 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 handle very very well and the more you've played on it the better it gets because then you're like oh i know right where this is i know right where that is everything's there and it does become very comfortable that being said i still think 
I prefer if I'm going to sit down for a while and play, I prefer to do it on my computer because there's just no comparison with a game like this to playing with a mouse and a keyboard so that you can be, you know, you can set things. It's very difficult to set the roads perfectly in the switch. And that's not to say that they're like just all over the place crazy, but it's just real tough to get them, you know, because it's just real tough to get them perfectly in line because they don't seem to snap quite the same as they do on your computer on the computer. And, and you've played a lot of SimCity. So, you know, you do the roads, they snap to where you want. And then, you know, you're, you're making a conscious effort if you don't want it to be where you want it to be. Right. Yeah. And, um, I, I like the experience of both. I absolutely love the fact that I can play City Skylines on the go. I don't have any problem playing it on handheld or the TV. But if I'm going to play for a long period of time, I still gravitate towards the the, the PC version. Um, and I know one thing that I have never played with before that I'm, I'm really starting to like is that the PC version, not only do you have more expansions, which we are locked at what we have. I looked it up. The developer that did this port has said that there, there won't be any other expansions. You're not getting parks. You're not getting, um, you, you know, like the industries. You're not getting any of that stuff. You're getting the two that it comes with and then that's it. And there's no more um, like like uh, upgrades. There's no more any any sort of support coming out for it. That's weird. Which is unfortunate, right? Yeah, like that bug that she got, yeah, that's yours. That that's you're just stuck with that bug. We're not they're not supporting it anymore, unfortunately. So it's that kind of stance that makes me a little agitated at the fact because it's just kind of like, well, how do you not fix a bug at least? I I understand you're not gonna bump up and give us any more. You don't want to bring over any more of the the DLC, but I mean, you've got known bugs. Fix your bugs. You, you know, you came out with this game. You should be supporting it at least. But they, they've they said that they're not going to. So that that's Weird. something to be aware of. Yeah, okay. it's a bummer. Um, so I have and one more thing about it that I've really started liking and it's PC only is I've started playing around with the mods. So you've get this whole marketplace, which I knew nothing about. I've never I've always played the vanilla game and you have these 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 this marketplace where, you, you know, it's market, you don't have to buy it, but. I got a parking garage. There's no parking garage in the game. It's a functioning real parking garage. So people aren't parking on the street. You place that parking garage and they use it. And that's not something you're going to get on the console version. It's really cool. So I would say they're very different. I love them both. But if you are really wanting to get into the full on city skylines, the the PC version is the way to go. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. I'll have to give it a go. I'll have to give it a yeah, go. Yeah, I think I'm, you would I'm love it. I, I'm, I'm so addicted to it. I am I really it. enjoying it. I love I love city building, so we'll yeah. see how it goes. I, I'll get into it, but I have been playing some other things. I'll talk about. I also I hop back into Fortnite uh, quite a bit this week. I have been taking off of my Pokemon to um, get the Fortniteing on, and I, I took your advice from the last podcast, which was just play it. Don't think, don't read anything, don't do anything. Just, just have fun. Just have fun. Yeah, I've been doing that. I like uh, the the bigs and the bangs and the booms and the new weapons, <laughs> and I, I, I'm I'm doing well. Uh, surprisingly, so I don't know if I just got better from all my Pokemon play or um, or what, but I've been I've been doing fairly well, uh, doing lots of team rumbles for fun because those are let me just explore ex- let me just explore the map a little bit, no stress, just kind of you know get back into it. So I've been doing some team rumbles, that's been quite fun. 
hopping in just for just for a few, not like a lot of time, but I I did go from rank uh, zero to rank about twenty or twenty five or so, and I did not buy the battle pass, but maybe mm. maybe next time. I mean, I don't I, know. I they just did. It. Oh, did you? I made it to level seventy, so it didn't cost wow. me anything. I earned yeah. enough, and I'm just like, well, I I might as well now. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, I still have plenty of credits. Why not just buy it? So yeah, I'm level seventy, and I I said screw it, I'll I'll pick it up. That's what I need to do. I'm trying to. I was trying to get a little bit further, so at least I could get it. If I un, if you buy, if you if you if you get enough levels, you buy the battle pass, and then you get enough V bucks basically for next battle pass, which is upcoming. So I'm working on it, and we'll see if the next. I don't know when. The when does this thing end? I have no idea. They they haven't said. I I don't. I think we have. I think we still have quite a a lot of time. I'm seeing level like two hundreds in there now. Yeah. Yeah, me too. it's like crazy, crazy. They, if anybody, everybody knows Fortnite, but if if you haven't played it and you're not familiar with the battle pass, typically there's a limited ten week period that the it, the session, the season goes on for, and there's like a I, I would assume there's like a level one hundred cap. I've never noticed anybody higher than that. I've never really paid attention though because now it shows you the level they're at, and I've never that's a new thing. So maybe there were other people with like level two hundreds that I just never new because i never got to 100 so maybe it's always been a thing but i like that they show you oh i just got shot by a level 10 or i just got shot by a level 200 it's kind of cool to see who's who's doing the shooting now yeah i thought that was cool so been enjoying that um like i said i played it on the pc a little bit back on the switch um playing it more on the switch i I think it the switch pro the playing on my keyboard I, i seem to get my fingers a little bit crunchy like crunched mm. up and like you know just weird calibration maybe it's my keyboard but uh playing on my switch pro really like it on my switch pro <laughs> my switch pro, controller. Switch pro. you've yeah. already got the switch pro <laughs> i got it uh i downloaded and played the new super lucky tales adventure demo mm-hmm. spectacular just what nice. a what a what a great game you should definitely download that demo you'll i think you'll like it okay um, okay really cool great demo it's not too long you'll get through it in like 20 minutes but uh uh very well done platformer. I really like it. Um, and it's on my, it's on my wish list. So for sure. Cool. I would say the one detriment so far is that the load times are a little long. They're not little nightmares long, but they are a little bit longer than I would like, but I was playing on portable mode on my switch Lite, So that could be why, Mm -hmm. um, Played a lot more Lapis X Labyrinth right after last week's recording. I played stream some more so you could see it. Yeah, it did. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> it's a crazy game. You were lying. So good. I've been watching a lot of in-depth reviews and analysis of how to play it. And uh, I've been really enjoying it. I just got through the first chapter. So I'm about 20% the way done or so. And uh, it's getting hard. It's, it's definitely <laughs> starting to ramp up a little bit. And 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 it looks like a bunch of button mashing, but it's not a bunch of button mashing because it's all about keeping this one combo meter up. And the moment you get hit, that combo meter goes away okay, uh, uh, to zero. So it's very frustrating when you, you get like a thousand combo and you're about to go into a fever mode, which means you're unstoppable and just that's like the money. And then you get hit and then the fever mode starts and you're like, oh, <laughs> come on so that is uh quite good I've, I've been enjoying it and like i said i'm through the first level or first just chapter and um um that one is fun it's, it's good we'll see how far nice. i get into it but I, I, I definitely for the money when i bought it for 15 totally worth it so far um 
And the last thing I just booted up, which is Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, which I had purchased for, I think, five bucks or eight bucks. Uh, this is a game from like 2005, 2003, something like that. This is from Raven Entertainment, which is a big fan of, of all the games they make. Uh, funny part about this game is that um, they default it to a 16 by 9 aspect ratio. But the game originally came out in a 4 by 3 resolution. Um, so everything is stretched, like all just like it, when you go TV and it's a 4 3, but you stretch it to 16 9, everything's stretched. Uh, which means all of the original motion capture and all like the scenes would all be stretched. But I just turned that off immediately. I'm like, I'll play it with black bars, you know? Um, But I'm, I'm only a little bit into the game. It's very hard. Um, So I'm going to need to turn on Padawan mode. But um, (laughs) besides that, it's, it holds up pretty okay. They they did add motion controls, which is uh, quite uh, entertaining um, to it. But I think the game that I really wanted was Jedi Knight, jedi academy which was the sequel to this which is the one that i remember playing so i'm gonna get a little bit further on this because um i'm i don't have a lightsaber or anything like that i just have blasters and that's kind of annoying um they i don't know they're not super accurate and then the stormtroopers are super stupid so um i'm I'm trying to get through this one because now it is a game that i have never played so i don't actually know what i'm doing because i played <laughs> jedi. i forgot I thought, I thought it was jedi academy but it's not jedi academy so like this is a whole new i don't remember any of this i don't remember any of this but <laughs> the music is really good it uses like the original music from the game so that's really cool nice um the controls are they're fine you know they're they're good but the, there's not enough checkpoints and uh um uh, and I kept dying uh, immediately. So I'm just going to put it in Padawan mode and just start over, basically. And yeah, that that's the Star Wars game. So, I mean, it, is it worth a few bucks? I don't know yet. Uh, we'll I have to play it a little bit more to let everyone know. But that's all I've been playing. That's it. Nice. Nice. We've got, that was a lot of games. A lot of good news. I'm excited for Pokemon. Not, nothing bad. It was all good stuff. Good, good podcast. Good podcast. Well, thank you so much, buddy. And thanks to everyone for listening. And that's going to do it for this week's Nintendo Dispatch.